What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, March 2nd. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we're calling our moms twice as much now in celebration of Women's History Month. Yeah, and she's calling me twice as much in celebration of Women's History Month. I'm getting the same amount of calls. And, um... <laughs> on today's show, an update on the situation in Myanmar one month after the coup, then some headlines. But first, the latest. Last week, the legislation passed in the House of Representatives. This week, the Senate will take up the measure. Let me say that again. The Senate will take up the American Rescue Plan this week. Well, thank you, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, for doing my job there and just saying the news. So <laughs> like he said, the COVID relief plan that passed recently in the House with no Republican votes is set to move forward in the Senate this week, which means it's time for another segment we're calling Stimulus Countdown, or as someone wonderful on Twitter suggested, Stimuating. Mm. So tired. It'd be so tight if they would just give us that money. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the last time we talked about this, there was a decision from the Senate parliamentarian to nix the $15 minimum wage hike, saying it can't be done via reconciliation. A few days have passed since, and lawmakers are trying to figure out the way forward. So Gideon, where do things stand now? Mm, the question of the day. Well, first things first, <laughs> uh, when this decision actually came down, we mentioned there was a backup plan from Senator Sanders. He and Senator Ron Wyden, they're the finance and budget chairs, said that if they couldn't just increase the wage, then they wanted to add tax penalties for companies that weren't paying workers $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. But as of late Sunday night, that backup plan was scuttled, for now at least. The Washington Post broke the news that they were stepping away from that idea, seemingly because of a desire to get the larger bill passed by mid-March when those unemployment benefits expire. The thought, according to this report, was that it was going to be challenging to get everyone on board with this new idea in such little time. Yeah, then yesterday there was a more direct route proposed by some Democrats regarding the minimum wage. Yes, it's sort of the uh, easier route, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, Representative Rokana led a letter to the White House saying that the parliamentarian should simply be overruled. It was mm -hmm. signed by a number of members, including Pramila Jayapal, Cory Bush, and AOC, and it cited some historical examples where former vice presidents did just that. The other route that we've discussed and has been discussed by Senate Democrats is simply eliminating the filibuster. That would clear the way for this and other things rather than using the budget process. Yeah, just do it. Like, we all hate the filibuster. <laughs> it's fine. We don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about how the administration is navigating all of this, though. Yeah, they're pretty consistently adamant that they are not interested in overruling the parliamentarian. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said as much yesterday again. So right now, what you're hearing a lot of from Biden and some Senate Democrats is this continued verbal support for raising the minimum wage without an obvious way or will to do it. 
As we mentioned before, if this passes in the Senate without the minimum wage hike attached, it will go back to the House where the increase was included. Then it gets tricky, and it's possible some Democrats will want to pass the overall package as is to get it done and not risk Biden's first legislative accomplishment here, or they might stand firm and not vote for a bill that doesn't include the minimum wage hike. So a lot of options. But meanwhile, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Senator Warren and other Democrats also introduced a wealth tax proposal yesterday. This is something that she had campaigned on during her presidential run. And we've heard a lot of members of Congress talking about this in recent years. Gideon, do you want to explain how it works? I do, because it is pretty straightforward, which is nice for all of us. Uh, The pitch is a 3% annual tax on wealth over $1 billion and a 2% annual wealth tax on net worth over $50 million. Economists Emmanuel Saez and Gabriel Zuckman at UC Berkeley estimated that it would apply to about 100,000 Americans and raise at least $3 trillion over a decade. So a 2 or 3% tax on 0.05% of the population could fund major priorities of the administration like childcare, infrastructure, and education. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, The White House has so far been dodgy on this, but the renewed urgency from Democrats is in part because... Wealth inequality was very bad before the pandemic, and it has only increased and gotten worse since. That was a major point that Representative Hermila Jayapal, the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, made. She's leading the House sponsorship, and I talked to her yesterday about it. She said the case for a wealth tax is even more clear now a year into the pandemic. There are 46 new billionaires that are being created just since COVID started. And the billionaires that we had had become $1.3 trillion wealthier since COVID. And so I think that that deep inequality when people are struggling and there's, you know, 8 million more people in poverty, there's a million new unemployment claims every week being filed. It is that disparity that I think makes it that much more appealing for people to pay their fair share. Yep. Again, straightforward. Uh, She also told me that the tax and the minimum wage issue are both popular policies that could be realities with filibuster reform. Also, that they are hoping to bring to light the connection between racial inequity in the country and the way in which wealth is taxed or, quote, better said, is not taxed. Yeah, definitely could be more taxed. That's true for sure. Uh, A lot to stay focused on there. But in international news, let's turn our attention to Myanmar. We've been following the situation there since the military took over last month and wanted to spend some time talking about it today. Yes. So a lot has transpired. There have been ongoing protests in cities and towns across the country following the military coup. Protests on the ground have been growing, and the response to those protests has become increasingly violent. The UN said they had, quote, credible information that security forces had opened fire on protesters in different cities, killing 18 people and injuring 30 people on Saturday. That hasn't stopped protesters from taking to the streets, though. Police in Myanmar's largest city, Yangon, tear gas crowds yesterday who were still out there calling for the military to step down. Yeah, and for people who haven't been reading about this day to day, let's just do a mini refresher on how we got here. Yeah, so for five decades, Myanmar was under military rule. The country had been progressing slowly towards democracy, but on February 1st, the same day that their new parliament was set to take office, this coup was initiated. Aung San Suu Kyi's party would have led the government, but instead she and the president and a slew of senior officials were detained. The military is now charging her with crimes and hoping to keep her out of office. And just a primer on why the military dislikes Aung San Suu Kyi. She rose to prominence in the 1980s in something called the 8888 Uprising Against Military Rule, 
and became the general secretary of the National League for Democracy, or NLD. In 1990, the NLD won 81% of the parliament seats, but those results were nullified by the military. She was detained before that election and remained under house arrest for 15 years. She was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize in the 90s for her struggle for democracy and human rights. More recently, though, she's been criticized for human rights abuses against Rohingya Muslims. But back to her in the military. In 2015, the military took the major step of handing over some of their power to civilians when NLD won elections that year. It was seen as a huge gain for democracy, and Aung San Suu Kyi became the elected leader, and she's basically been a figurehead for what the military there has historically been against, democracy. Right. And so obviously we can't get to all the ins and outs on our short show of ours, but any recommendations on where to read more about this? Yeah, so there's a really, really good opinion piece by a political scientist based in Yangon, Min Zin in the New York Times, about the protest movement dating back to the 80s and how the young people protesting there today are the children of the young people that were leading the movement back then. Our producer Sonia flagged this, so hat tip to Sonia. We'll put a link in our show notes. Also, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Amen Than has been doing great on-the-ground reporting on their Twitter account, complete with videos of protesters singing and chanting in the name of democracy. Here's a clip of a protester on the front lines facing off with security forces. So the protester there is saying, yes, I am afraid, but for our freedom, we will fight. I can die now, but I will never forgive you. So we'll include a link to Amen Than's Twitter in the show notes as well. Plus, I think Pod Save the World is trying to get them on their show this week. So definitely look out for that. Our thoughts are with the people of Myanmar as this coup continues. We'll keep you posted with any updates, but that's the latest for now. It's Tuesday Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we're talking about fresh faces in business. Seth Rogen officially launched his own (laughs) weed company yesterday, a brand called Houseplant, that will start selling pot in California next week. For people who live elsewhere, their non-weed products like retro table lighters and ceramics will also be available online. We love a celebrity entrepreneur, and there are tons of them. Shaq, owning 155 Guys restaurants is obviously the blueprint, so (laughs) giddy. What other celebrity or product line crossovers do you want to see? Uh... Shaq sort of reminded me of this. I think that Adam Sandler should have like a basketball short thing because <laughs> he's always wearing like he, like he's a always tall in tee and basketball yes, shorts because yes. he's like in 2007. Yes, yes. So I think you know there's a very specific market. Actually, it could kind of neatly overlap with the sort of attire you may or may not be wearing when you're relaxing with Houseplant. Um, really. That could be an overlap there. But yeah, he like he has such a unique uh, leisure wear, I would say, in basically like every setting um, totally. that that would be really funny. Like he on the sort of and one type of uh, drawing situation for <laughs> shorts. Yeah. But like, what would the face be like? What would be the like silhouette? Uh, it'd be him Sandler. and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, that it'd makes be sense. Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. Um, I love that. You know, that's a I really hope- good one. Yeah, I hope he's I hope he's paying attention to that. Um, I don't know who that. Yeah, that would be for like kids at their bar mitzvahs, I guess. Uh, <laughs> would enjoy. I don't know. I, they would, I don't know. I think everyone who likes sports comfy apparel. We're living in an athleisure time, you know. Like this is the time. Just 
you know, go with a silhouette that is maybe less flattering for everyone. Yes, I, I think that's right. Um, but same question for you, Akila. Who are you thinking about here? All right. So uh, I've been watching the new Billie Eilish doc, which is really great Ooh. on Apple Plus. And I got to say, her hair is really cool. I think that she should have like a hair dye line because mm. as someone with dark hair, it's really difficult to maintain a hair color and like she has had those green highlights really really well done for a long time I feel like you know we would all benefit from her knowledge about it she also had the blue hair for a while I just think she's really good uh with hair color and there there are so few like celebrity hair color lines there's like a lot of like celebrity makeup but no hair color help us out help us help ourselves yeah I've been wondering for a while or like where is this happening is this happening in her house like I know that they do a lot of like the music, you know, yeah. in house in family. Yeah, is there also a family member who is fucking <laughs> up on the hair? That's what I'm curious. Yeah, about. her mom, who is like incredibly, uh, I would say conservative, not in the like political space, but like conservative as a parent, is yeah, definitely tying her hair in a big <laughs> right, sink right. somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I was just thinking, you know, she could call the line "Ocean Dies," like that song "Ocean Eyes." We're out here, mm. right? Like, or maybe yeah, that's just the color good. for the blue one. I'm just, you know, Billy, hit us up. We're we're here every day. Also, <laughs> um, I would I would throw it out there. You know, if you need some like athleisure wear that maybe you don't feel so bad about getting some like hair dye on, totally. I know I know a guy. I, I know a guy who can hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, just like that, we have checked our temps. Stay safe. If you're Billie Eilish, maybe just release a brand of hair dyes called The Bad Dye, and <laughs> we'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The biggest electricity cooperative in Texas filed for bankruptcy yesterday following the recent winter storm that left millions of residents cold and powerless. According to court documents, Brazos Electric Power Cooperative said it got an unpayable $1.8 billion bill from the state's electricity grid operator. A spokesperson from the co-op said that going bankrupt was necessary to protect its members and customers from unaffordable bills. Critics say the state operator failed to prepare for the surge of electricity usage that would result from the storm. That operator is currently being investigated by some Texas counties and a federal agency. Also yesterday, Texas AG Ken Paxton announced he's suing electricity provider Gritty, uh, remember them, for making its customers pay astronomically high electricity bills during the storm. Gritty was effectively shut down last week. Good riddance. President Biden spoke with Mexican President Lopez Obrador yesterday in the first virtual meeting between the two leaders since Biden took office. They discussed the challenges of the pandemic and immigration. Lopez Obrador was expected to ask Biden for help getting vaccines to countries with less resources than the U.S., including his. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki got ahead of that by announcing before the meeting that Biden's administration is not considering sharing its supply with Mexico. Mexico has been hit hard by the pandemic, with the world's third highest death toll behind the U.S. and Brazil, and only only 3 million vaccine doses secured so far for its population of 126 million people. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas also announced yesterday that the administration will consider allowing families separated at the border to reunite and remain in the U.S. permanently, though it's unclear whether they'll be guaranteed a path to U.S. citizenship. Also on the topic of not sharing, a new report from the Associated Press found three factories on three continents that say they could start producing millions of COVID-19 vaccine doses if pharmaceutical companies would just tell them how. The drug companies are, of course, infected with a different virus, we call it capitalism, and say that their ability to protect their intellectual property and thereby profit from it is essential if they're going to keep investing in research. The counter argument here is that a good deal of the research that was done on the COVID vaccines was funded by taxpayers who may prefer to help vulnerable people instead of shareholders at Moderna. Just the thought. Governments in Africa and Southeast Asia in particular are calling for vaccine blueprints to be made public since it's been impossible for their countries to achieve the vaccine coverage of richer nations. Right now, the alternative offered by drug companies is to negotiate IP sharing deals with factories on a case-by-case basis and for rich countries to give more doses to poorer countries through COVAX. A member of the elite community that can't do crimes, presidents, is facing consequences in France. (laughs) Former French leader Nicolas Sarkozy was found guilty and sentenced to prison yesterday for corruption. In 2014, he arranged to offer a job to a French judge in exchange for information about another case against him. Sarkozy may not serve any of his three-year sentence because for very powerful men, even the idea of being in trouble is punishment enough. At Mm -hmm. maximum, he'll do a year under house arrest, but even that is in question since he has appealed his conviction. Some in France say the real impact of 
yesterday's ruling will be on Sarkozy's status and influence within France's conservative party. Sarkozy is also the subject of several other criminal cases, including one that accuses him of manipulating the elderly woman who inherited the L'Oreal Cosmetics fortune into funding his campaign. Mr. President, give back the shampoo money now and please return the bottles that look like cute little fish. You know, she deserves those. Yeah. You make him swim in the bathtub and we can't do that now. <laughs> Let her do that. And those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, call your mom and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just freely distributed vaccine blueprints like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out. Subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and keep, keep swimming, swimming L'Oreal fish. fish. You got this. Just keep it up. You got that one big eye that looks out <laughs> into the tub. Yeah, we were kids in the 90s. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tan is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Explore the world's hidden wonders on the Atlas Obscura podcast, a village in India where everyone's name is a song, a boiling river in the Amazon, a spacecraft cemetery in the middle of the ocean. Every day, the Atlas Obscura podcast will blow your mind in 15 minutes. You can find it on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. <laughs> 